In my home growing up, we said a family rosary every morning at 9 a.m. My mom, my dad, my seven siblings gathered in the living room and praying together. We took turns leading decades and corralling toddlers. But when I moved out, I got out of the habit of the daily rosary. And I have this growing desire to get back into it now that my little crew of kids is able to say a few words of the Hail Mary themselves. But building that habit back is challenging, which is why I'm so excited for the chance to record this perfectly timed podcast and get some encouragement. And I hope it's encouraging for you too. Welcome to Letters to Women. It's a podcast where we explore and embrace what St. Pope John Paul II called the feminine genius, this unique strength and dignity that we have as women and what growing in that looks like in our daily lives. This isn't a podcast about defining the quote unquote perfect way to be a Catholic woman or shoving yourself into a box or a set of expectations that you never really feel like you fit into. Instead, you'll find conversations with women in a variety of seasons of life, and you'll hear about how they're living out their own unique feminine genius. And all of these conversations are offered as an encouragement for you to discover more about who you are and how you're called to live out that feminine genius too. My name's Chloe Langer, and I'm a Catholic wife and mom living in Kansas City. I sit down and record these conversations with other women about the feminine genius after toddler bedtime, and I love ending those evenings with good conversations about one of my favorite topics, the feminine genius, and being able to share that conversation with you. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Shannon Went. Shannon is the founder and CEO of Choose Life, and you might know them for their baby rosaries or for my favorite, their rosary bracelets with a movable charm that helps you keep track of what number of Hail Marys you're on as you pray the rosary throughout the day. We're talking about how the rosary has impacted Shannon's life as a woman, a wife, and a mom, the origin story of Choose Life, and Shannon's advice for getting in the habit of praying a daily rosary, as well as the why behind this devotion in our Catholic faith. So regardless of whether you pray the rosary every day already, or you've never prayed a rosary, or you fall somewhere in between, sister, this letter is for you. Today's episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by Lovely Lady Linens, a Catholic women-owned company that designs and curates hand-blocked home textiles that are inspired by the Blessed Mother. Lovely Lady Linen's goal is to inspire wives and mothers to create a beautiful space to raise and nurture families. I have a set of the Madonna napkins that I love using around our house. Just last week, Joseph mentioned how when I put that napkins out on the table, it makes dinner feel special in the middle of the week. And I love tucking those napkins into lunch boxes. I love seeing the girls pull them out of their drawer and use them for napkins in their tiny toy kitchen during the day. You can head over to lovelyladylinens.com and use the code LTW10 to get 10% off their napkin set tablecloths and quilts to cozy up with during these last chilly winter nights. That's lovelyladylinens.com and that 10% code LTW10 is good from today, March 6th through March 13th. Today, I'm welcoming Shannon Went to the podcast. Shannon is the founder and CEO of Choose Life. She and her husband, Zach, have been married for 20 years. They run three plus small businesses and homeschool their eight children in West Michigan. Shannon has spoke to audiences around the world, sharing the story of her journey through grief and depression and to healing through the power of the rosary. She shares hope and also practical ways to live in a well-integrated life, to become who you were created to be so that you can set the world on fire. Shannon, welcome to Letters to Women. It's so good to have you on the show. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to be talking about the rosary, how it's impacted your life as a woman, and also how to form the habit of praying the rosary. But to kick off the conversation, Shannon, can you tell me a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? My story really is one of kind of conversion and reconversion. I feel like I've had a lot of different points in my faith where I've come back to the Lord and really kind of the most significant reconversion was 
after a season of really intense suffering in my own life. My husband and I met in youth group like we were super faithful Catholics. That was the most important thing to each of us. But as we got busy with raising a young family, our faith and our relationship with Christ really kind of took a back seat in a lot of to a lot of other aspects of our life. And it was something that and we never left the faith. We were doing all the right things, but we really ended up kind of going through the motion and missing that real relationship. So when the season of suffering hit and we we went through about 11 month, 11 month period where I had three miscarriages right in a row, and each one of them was further along, medically more complicated. The recovery was more and more drawn out each time. And this left me so broken and angry, really. And actually, I was suffering from postpartum depression, but didn't really recognize it as that at the time. And really what what categorized this was really just anger. I was so angry at the Lord for allowing this to happen to us. In my anger, I just kind of quit praying. I really had one honest prayer that I felt like I could make, and that was, I belong to you. I don't like you. I don't understand you. I certainly don't like any of what is going on, but the only thing worse than what I'm feeling right now would be to be completely without the hope of heaven and the hope of holding my little ones ever again. That was kind of my my very resigned prayer. I belong to you. I'm not going anywhere, but <laughs> this really sucks and I don't like you. <laughs> and we continued to kind of go through the motions. We went to mass and probably, I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure we prayed before meals and, and did all the basic things that we were supposed to do. But for both my husband and I, our heart just wasn't in it. We were just really trying to be faithful to the, you know, checking the boxes. But that was kind of it. Kind of lived life this way for about a year and a half in just this anger and depression. And my husband and I actually were grieving individually and kind of heading in different directions in our grief really on this, in this dark place, really very alone. And I started to feel this strange call back to prayer, back to praying a daily rosary. That was a habit that I'd had in high school and college and something that I just kind of put away, put up on the shelf in the busyness of, of having kids. I thought this is a prayer for you know, a single woman or an older woman, definitely not somebody who has a house full of little kids. This call to pray the rosary wasn't going away. At first, it was just kind of like an idea or a thought that it was easy for me to kind of brush aside. And then the Lord began to get really persistent with me and was showing up in my life with some very obvious signal graces. And these signal graces included a rosary prayer card that just showed up in my locked car. I had random people who weren't even Catholic just hand me rosaries out of the blue. Like I was cleaning my grandma's desk and I thought you should have this. My toddler found my confirmation rosary that I hadn't seen in years and just like brought that to me one day. And it was these kind of like unmistakable signs, if you will, from the Lord pointing me towards praying the rosary. But <laughs> they didn't solve anything for me. I still had all of these excuses about why I couldn't pray the rosary. And first and foremost, I was very angry and didn't really want to have anything to do with prayer. Secondly, I couldn't find the time. If I managed to find the time to pray, my kids would definitely interrupt me. And even if I had the time to pray, the there probably wasn't a single rosary in my entire house that my kids hadn't already broken. 
I had all of these excuses about why I couldn't pray the rosary. And so I kind of broke my silent treatment with the Lord at one point, and I had hardly a prayer. It was really just (laughs) me yelling at the Lord, being super snarky. In my mind's eye, the prayer was me kind of marching into the church and right up to the altar and flopping down all of these excuses and kind of shaking my finger up at the crucifix like, see, obviously, look at all of this. I could not possibly pray the rosary. And I just sort of like spun on my heel and marched out. That was the end of the prayer. And that was the only real prayer, the longest prayer that I had had in over a year and a half. And within a week of that prayer, the Lord inspired the design of the rosary bracelets that we have at Choose Life. And that bracelet literally solved every single one of the excuses that I'd given the Lord. It was always right on hand. So I didn't lose it. Super sturdy. So my kids couldn't break it. And our movable crucifix charm works like it works, does work like a little bookmark. And so I was able to pray in the quiet moments that were really spread throughout my day instead of trying to like quiet down the world and hide away my kids and and make 20 quiet minutes to pray. I was able to really weave the mysteries of the rosary, the life of Christ into every aspect of my day. At first it was very begrudging. (laughs) I still like, I wasn't, I was still very angry, still very much in the throes of depression, also very desperate. I was, I just felt awful. Nothing was going to make how I felt worse. And so I, I prayed, began praying the rosary in these quiet moments, just like I had no faith that it was actually going to help, but I knew it wasn't going to make anything worse. So I began praying and at first it would take me maybe like a whole week to complete a rosary. And slowly by slowly, this just kind of sliver of faith, this tiny yes that I gave that didn't even really feel like a yes at the time because it was so, it was was still kind of surrounded in so much anger, but it was just enough of of a yes, enough of an opening for Our Lady to really come in and be a true mother to me. And I had always struggled my whole life with understanding a relationship with Mary because I had this image of her as like, you know, the Mary that we see on Christmas cards where she's beautiful, flawless skin, you know, 20 something who looks very well rested and, you know, totally the opposite of how I felt. And I just couldn't relate. And I didn't understand, you know, what, what good a relationship with her could possibly be. But in my depression, I eventually saw that I was on the way of the cross. That's where I was. As I began to pray the rosary, I began to recognize myself and my journey in the sorrowful mysteries and and realize that's where I was. When I was able to kind of unball my fists and, and open up my eyes and stop being just so intentionally angry all the time, I was able to see who was on this road to Calvary with me. And it was Our Lady and so, you know, other beautiful saints who've gone before us, who have gone through incredible suffering and and doubted and yelled at the Lord and returned to faith. And so seeing this companionship in this awful place, I was able to really find a ton of healing. And, you know, not only Our Lady and the communion of saints, but I began and the Lord really began to bring other women into my life, real life women, real friends um, and internet friends who became real life friends who were also going through really difficult things. And I was able to kind of witness their journey 
through suffering and the faith that they had and how they were even able to find joy and peace in the midst of some of the most heart-wrenching tragedies. And in this way, it was a slow journey of healing where Our Lady mothered me back to the heart of the Father. And <laughs> the rest is, is kind of history. It's been you know, just a continual journey of of healing and reconversion and continually saying yes and uniting my little yeses, messy yeses, begrudging yeses with Our Lady's perfect yes. I love to how in this moment you have this, the week after, like, your Lord, I can't do it. There's all my excuses why I cannot pray the rosary. And to have the design for what is one of my, I, I love all of the products that Choose Lives has, but one of my favorites, which is the rosary bracelet with the bookmark charm. But you you have this phenomenal business with this mission of equipping Catholics to pray the rosary for life. And I would love to hear you have this initial design, you're praying the rosary, you're experiencing healing. And how did Choose Life come to be? You have this incredible team, this incredible, these all these incredible products that you guys create. How has that grown since you launched the business back in 2008? Yeah, thank you. So the the short answer is totally by the grace of God. Like he just has guided this every step of the way. You know, every need that we have had, he's brought the right person with the right set of skills or, you know, the right piece of technology or whatever we needed. He's brought these right pieces and the right people at just the right time to help us grow. That's the short answer. The long answer is way back in 2008, I started a little Etsy shop and it was just a generic store. You know, I had knit things and I had some, you know, just kind of random jewelry and sort of whatever kind of struck my fancy to create was in there. In this season of depression, I shut the Etsy shop down. I just couldn't keep up with it. And it was it was really busy. Praise God, quite successful and a lot of fun at the time. And then, you know, just through the, de- the depression and everything that I was going through, I just couldn't keep up. And then right around the time that the Lord inspired the design of our rosary bracelet, our family was kind of at a place where we kind of needed a little bit of extra income again. And so I opened the shop back up and just threw a rosary bracelet in there kind of on a whim. This is still the time where I was like, I still didn't, I wasn't feeling the rosary. <laughs> I was doing it, you know, cause the Lord asked me to and yep. you know, whatever it was. I just kind of put it in there. It was picked up by a couple Catholic bloggers who just loved it. Their readers loved it. And they shared about it. Their readers shared about it. And it began to grow like wildfire. And I was making, selling these rosary bracelets as fast as I could make them. And the Lord is, is funny like that. He knew that I needed that to kind of push me a little bit farther. I started to feel really guilty (laughs) about (laughs) selling rosaries and hardly praying. (laughs) So I started to pray a rosary every day or make it the goal to pray the rosary every day, just kind of out of guilt. (laughs) I felt okay, clearly Lord, like you're blessing this. I guess (laughs) I could start praying more. It was again, like another yes, even though it was messy and imperfect, the Lord blessed that shortly after that, about a year later, you know, after going through, you know, a a good amount of healing, we re-founded the company and became Choose Life, became a Catholic company, focusing in on the rosary and kind of getting rid of some of the other generic stuff that we had. Yeah, really just one by one, the Lord has brought really beautiful women into my life to come and work in our company and you know, just bring their incredible talents to help take us to the next level. This was right around um, 2015, 2016. And 
we just have continued to grow year over year, adding new products and new categories. And this year we added a, a new sister brand and we just added a, a big new membership community, which is another sort of, you know, almost almost a separate brand, but just continuing to grow this and allow us to really, in a really authentic way, promote the rosary, equip people with really practical tools and, and have a business that um, is supporting supporting the families of all of the women that work with us. We've got about 25 women who are on our maker team. So most of our products are made in the homes of local Catholic women here in West Michigan. And yeah, they, they are beautiful, incredibly faithful women who pray for our customers as they're making these products. And then we have staff now, I think we're up to about 11. <laughs> There's some people who are like just very part-time who help us with things like organization and, you know, cleaning and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then there's a real core team of about nine of us that really do all the kind of behind the scenes, all the marketing, all of the operations and finances and all of the, <laughs> all of the moving pieces that go with running a manufacturing business as well as an e-commerce business. So there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of really talented people i shouldn't say just women we do our fulfillment director <laughs> director of fulfillment miles he's a guy <laughs> he's, our, he's our one guy the one i know that you have had as you've shared your story throughout the years as you've created this business interactions with so many different women who talk to you about praying the rosary and i think that the rosary for many of us, it might be a prayer that we think, oh, I really would love to pray that. But, and then the list of all the roadblocks, some of which you have already mentioned that you had experienced yourself, right? That keep us back from praying the rosary. Do you, could you speak into some of the roadblocks that you've heard people share with you or that you've experienced to praying the rosary on a regular basis? And then any advice on how to remove those roadblocks and build this habit of praying the rosary on a regular basis? Yeah, it really, I mean, it all boils down to just the, I mean, really Satan is the one. He's the one, and we're just going to call it what it is. He's the one that whispers all of these excuses, puts all of these fake roadblocks in our life. And there are things like, uh, you know, I'm too busy. It's hard to find, it's hard to find quiet time. It's, I can't find my rosary or I never can remember the prayers. I don't know what day I'm supposed to pray the joyful or the sorrowful or one that I've heard a lot recently especially as I encourage women to kind of pray this, you know, interrupted rosary through the quiet moments of your day, you know, well, that doesn't really count. We let this lie that we have to be perfect stop us from doing something good. Our lady wants to come into our life and be a mother to us. She wants to have our messiness. She wants our interrupted rosary. She wants our false starts and our messy beginnings and the messy middle. She wants to be in this mess with all of us. She's a mother. We're we're in the mess. That's what mothers do. And she wants to meet us there. And what Mary is, is the magnifier. She takes our tiny efforts, these little yeses that we give, and she magnifies those. And Christ is the multiplier. So she takes these tiny nothings of, of yeses of ours, magnifies them, gives them to her son who multiplies them. And these tiny prayers that we offer as messy or interrupted or broken up or imperfect as they are. And they become something really incredible, like life-changing, family-changing, literally world-changing. And Satan knows that. And so he puts these little tiny hangups in our life about not having enough time or, you know, it needing to be perfect or whatever, whatever, you know, just the noise in our life. 
to get us to, to just pause, to stop. And so we just have to get over that. And I try to train myself <laughs> to just, every time I think about the rosary, even if that thought is an excuse, like, oh, I don't have time right now to catch that for what it is and just say one Hail Mary, because it only takes 10 seconds to pray a Hail Mary. We always, no matter how busy we are, no matter, you know, we could be in the noisiest arena, we can quiet our mind for 10 seconds to pray a Hail Mary. And that is really all it takes like that. Yes. And that gets magnified and multiplied and turned into something so much bigger than we could even imagine. I love the excuse that you called out. Well, I don't love it. <laughs> Actually, it's, a, it's an awful excuse. And it, it resonates with me is the one that, oh, if I just pray this prayer throughout the day, then it actually doesn't count. And I really should have more to give. And this isn't enough. And I think prayer too is a place of rest to receive. And I, I think this is especially true with the rosary, even those 10 little seconds of a Hail Mary where it's like, Lord, I don't, I don't have anything to give here. I actually <laughs> <Right>. don't. <laughs> but Lord, I know you have something for me to receive. Like I know you have a gift and a grace that you want to give me. And like you were talking about with your story, like unclenching hands to be able to receive that. And I think yeah. that, oh man, that's just rewiring a part of, of the way that I've approached prayer for so long. Like here I am, Lord, here's this little gift that I have to give to you. It really should be more, but it's nothing. And then just realizing that no, like he, he's so happy I'm here and he just yeah. wants to be with me. And that's, that's a radically different approach to prayer. It is. And I think, I think that idea of needing it to be a perfect prayer or not wanting to give God something messy, that perfectionism really holds I think especially women back and we, cause we don't ever feel like, you know, we, we don't have enough to give. We don't have enough energy. We don't, we, we are not enough. We're not enough. And you know, there's, you know, all the, the bumper sticker cliche, you are enough. Okay. Like, I mean, there's, there's aspects of that, that, that mm -hmm. is true. And, yeah. and sometimes we need to hear that. But the reality is, is that we aren't enough. We could pray a beautiful contemplative rosary, you know, in a quiet church. It still isn't enough. Our Lord is enough. Our Lady is enough. And when we unite our prayers as imperfect, broken, you know, or as perfect as they are, they need to be united with Our Lady and Our Lord in order to be anything of value. And so we're kidding ourselves <laughs> if we think <laughs> our efforts are ever going to be good enough. They never are. We're not enough, and the Lord is. <laughs> I would love to to hear how listeners can find out more about Choose Life, how they can keep the conversation going with you. You guys just launched a membership side of, of Choose Life. I'd love to hear more about that. And then I know you guys have a 28-day rosary challenge that I would love for listeners to hear more about too. If if hearing our conversation was just the encouragement that they needed to pick up a rosary and, and you guys have so many tools and, and uh, resources for them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So our website is Choose Life, C-H-E-W-S-L-I-F-E, chooselife.com. And we have Rosaries for everybody, men, women, children, babies, everyone, <laughs> whatever you need, we've got rosaries. And then our new membership, I'm super excited about it. So we just launched it and we just have formed kind of our, our founders group who are kind of helping us to beta test the, the community. And we've got a journal coming out that we're beginning. So we're, we're in kind of beta testing with that, but you can go to 
thewayoftherosary.com. And that actually is information about the membership, but also a link right in there to purchase the 28-day rosary challenge. So while we're in kind of beta testing with our first group and kind of getting all the, working out all the kinks, anybody is welcome to jump in with the 28-day rosary challenge and get going there. That is, it's a a simple 28-day journal that has short reflections for each day, really focuses on the 15 promises of the rosary and helping you to really understand the evidence in the church, in church history, and in our modern world of the power of the rosary. If you wonder if it's worth it, (laughs) we really attempted to kind of highlight all of, all of the beautiful things. Um, So we've got some rosary quotes in there from some of the greatest Marian saints and stories of rosary miracles. And like I said, the 15 promises where you really try to get in and understand some of those. And it really is kind of a kickstart to your daily rosary habit. And then we're going to open the doors up for our membership again in April. And so jump in now with the 28 day rosary challenge, kind of start to get your feet wet a little bit. And we've of course, you know, have community on social media. We're on of course, Instagram and Facebook and all of that. And then in April, we'll open the membership back up uh, and we're going to be launching our journal then. And we've got just a bunch of really cool stuff. I'm super excited about for the way of the rosary and founders group. It's been really exciting. We've got a beautiful group of women who are already really beginning to be a community, pray with and for each other. And it's just been awesome. So Shannon, I have one last question for you this evening. And, and this is the question that I ask every woman who comes on the podcast. And, and it's this one, how do you live out the feminine genius in your daily life, especially as a woman who's encouraging others, women, men, kids, teenagers, everyone to pray the rosary? I think the kind of the central thing, the foundational thing really is that tiny yes, uniting all of your yeses with Our Lady and her in her beautiful feminine receptivity, her fiat. Yes, let it be done. When we give our tiny yeses to the sacrifices of the day, even you know the smallest thing, yes to to praying a hail mary for ten seconds, and the bigger things, yes to loving you know a child or a spouse who's being difficult, yes to cleaning up messes we didn't make, yes to you know helping on a project that you know we didn't need to do, or you know whatever whatever the yes is, big or small, uniting those with Our Lady and really in that same sort of feminine receptivity of being open to the Lord, whatever the Lord has for us in that moment, through that that act, we're able to die to ourselves and unite ourselves with Our Lady and really, in a lot of ways, see the fruitfulness of that. And I think that is a, a uniquely feminine perspective to see the fruitfulness in in those tiny sacrifices and yeses and and personal difficulties. Yes, I love that. Yes to Lord, to whatever you have for me to receive here. Being able to let go of control of okay, I don't have any control over the circumstances sometimes, Lord, or the the way that I will encounter you, but I am a yes. And oh, that's such a good reminder. Shannon, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for all of the work that you do through Choose Life. You guys do so much good work. I love giving, I love giving your rosaries for babies to God babies and baptism gifts. So thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Letters to Women podcast. Check out the show notes for my conversation with Shannon on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com, or just scroll down in your podcast player for links to browse the Choose Life website, join the 28-day rosary challenge, and follow Choose Life online. In the show notes, you'll also find a link to Lovely Lady Linens. That's the sponsor for today's episode. And remember to use the code LTW10 at lovelyladylinens.com this week for 10% off your order at checkout. Finally, you'll find a link to sign up for my newsletter, Naptime Notes. Every month I share my favorite reads, what books the girls checked out from the library, the podcasts that I'm tuning into, and braggable thrift store finds. Naptime Notes is always going to be a free newsletter, but if you subscribe on Substack for five bucks a month, you get early and ad-free access to all the Letters to Women podcast episodes before they go live. If you listen to the podcast and you love the conversations and the guests of the show, please leave a rating and review, especially if you listen via iTunes. And if you know a woman who would love this conversation, please send this episode her way. And don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you want to share about a guest that you'd like to see on the show or share your experience as a listener, you can always send me an email at letters to women at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. That's all I have for today's episode. So until next time, be not afraid.